Episode 905. The Green Bay Packers had a chance to remain in the hunt for a playoff spot or at least had the opportunity to make the day miserable for the longtime rival Chicago Bears. Neither happened, so what do we look forward to now? It's all coming up on Railbird Central next. Good evening, Green Bay Packers fans, and welcome to Railbird Central on Cheesehead TV, coming to you live from Wisconsin's capital city in Madison here at Beerock Bar and Restaurant. I'm your host, Brian Caravu, joined by my co-host, Ben Hofferman. Ben, how you doing today? I'm doing good. Good to hear you, that you're doing good. Glad to have you on the show. Um, we got a lot to talk about today. The Green Bay Packers lose 24-17 to to the Chicago Bears. They are now officially eliminated from playoff contention. There's still a chance, right? There is no oh, longer a chance. Man. Even slim as it was before the game. Bomb threats? <laughs> yeah. Like a team could go belly up, right? Yeah, I mean, a couple teams. Yeah, it might take a plane crash from another team, and okay, act of God, we yeah, still got a less God. than a percent chance. <laughs> yeah, um, the the Green Bay Packers now have back to back losing seasons for the first time since 1991. What does that say about the state of the Green Bay Packers organization? I mean, there's two ways to look at that. There's it's like, oh man, that's that's depressing. Like, it hasn't happened since '91. Like, and here we are, like. On, on the down on the downturn we're hitting rock bottom hopefully or you could look at it and be like we're spoiled you know we haven't hit hard times like i would direct everyone to dusty Rhodes' famous hard time speech on mid-atlantic wrestling have you have you listened to it <laughs> i have oh, not because he reminds people what it's really like to be on hard times when the textile workers around the country are out of work got four or five kids can't pay their wages can't buy their food now you could do the same thing and just look around the league you imagine being a Lions fan, a Browns fan, a Jaguars fan. Now, that's hard times. Matt Millen replaces you with a hot <laughs> new whiteout, and you're the linebacker daddy. Now, that's hard times. When you're a Jaguars fan, you've got six seasons, you haven't seen six wins, you finally make the playoffs, and then you're back to not seeing six wins. That's hard times. Things could be worse. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, we're kind of spoiled in that it's taken 20-some years to get here. Yeah. The, the name I'm hearing or lately is... 17, I'm sorry. Entitled Town. Oh, who's saying that? Is that I, a coward? I see it on social like, media. Oh, like coming from within the community? Or is this the yeah. outside? Oh, okay. No, like the Packers Twitter sphere. Oh, it's amazing. There's, there's a, a division. There's, there's people that are devoted. There's always people that are devoted to like the, a coach or like the quarterback, yeah. you know, and then there's kind of like this infighting, like, oh, you guys, I'm so sick of hearing you guys give Rodgers a hard time, and it's like, yeah. then it, it's, it's hilarious. <laughs> the apologists. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can, you can play poorly, and, and you know, I'm not saying go fire him. Anyway, what are we talking about? Yeah. In Titletown, I could see that. <laughs> Speaking of Aaron Rodgers' uh, apologist, I don't know how you're going to react to this. Is his NFL record uh, that he set was was you know it was extended on Sunday, and then finally broken in the fourth quarter when he throws the interception. So the most attempts without an interception NFL record 
set and broke on Sunday. Your, your thoughts. Oh, we, we went over this last week, I'm sure. I can't remember my analogy. I'm sure it was glorious and had something to do with warts or a scrotum or something. But <laughs> it was attempts and not completions. Like, who cares? And then I, I hashtagged it, and I don't even know how Twitter works. I just make these finger marks in the air, and it's hashtag, right? Like, hashtags, touchdowns, not checkdowns. <laughs> I mean, he's setting an NFL record for throwaways and blah, blah, blah. I mean, I'm not impressed by that. His play has been lackluster. I mean, I don't Yeah, it, it's a moderately impressive. <laughs> it's a factoid. It's a you factoid. Know, like, Years from now, we can look back at it, and we'll just, in our heads, like, imagine how great it must have been during that stretch. Yeah. Whereas, in reality, in a skyless winter in Wisconsin, we'll know that it was <laughs> pain to watch. Fair enough. Uh, we'll talk more about this, uh, pa- the recently completed Packers loss to the Bears in a little bit when we get to the chips report. But there's kind of some more breaking news, things that have happened since Sunday. Uh, on Tuesday, uh, the Packers sent uh, running back Aaron Jones to injured reserve, officially ending his season. Uh, all right, does that cause you dismay? Do you think they should have, like, kept him on to maybe play the last game of the year? Or is, Keep him uh, I mean, on. he's got an MCL that he's injured multiple times. Yeah, no, I mean... I completely understand resting him, I mean, and not putting him in harm's way. But I say leave him on the roster and don't tell anyone and just let us, you know, groan about it. It's a distraction. (laughs) He was so much fun to watch. You know, it was him and Adams that were the highlights of the the offense. And aside from watching Bakhtiari, which, I mean, you can only watch an offensive lineman so much before you're just sick of watching. There's only so much joy you can, like, get from, like, watching an offensive lineman. I mean. You appreciate it, but like, especially when it's one guy, and like, you know, the rest of them are getting letting sacks go through. But uh, yeah, it it just mm. if he was still out there and we didn't know, then it'd be like, oh man, where is he? You know, and it'd have this little intrigue to it. Now it's just like, oh god, now we're looking to a forward to a Jets game without Aaron Jones. Oh my. <laughs> Yeah, we wish the best to Aaron Jones. Hopefully he has a good recovery in time for next season. Uh, but his year's officially over. But but more Bakhtiari talk here. The, the Pro Bowl was announced here on Tuesday. And uh, the Packers have two representatives, uh, quarterback Aaron Rodgers and wide receiver Devontae Adams. And then there's uh, three players that were named alternates, uh, that being David Bakhtiari, fellow offensive lineman Corey Lindsley, and defensive lineman uh, uh, Kenny Clark. Let, let's start with the positives. Uh, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams and your thoughts of them making the Pro Bowl. I thought we were starting with the positives. Okay, I'll start with the <laughs> positives. Devontae Adams, great year, you know? Yep. After so many seasons of watching him and being like, man, when's this guy going to... You know, he's showing all this promise. Like, when is it going to – I thought he was going to become a stud. And then now here it is. He's, he's the man. He's an, a true number one receiver. Um, great year. And then you got Aaron Rodgers, who's just Cal Ripkening his way into the Pro Bowl. <laughs> I don't think that's – I mean, come on. Like, he's among the league leaders in yards, touchdown. I mean I, – I haven't watched enough. I can't, you know, like, statistically, Matt Ryan – Russell Wilson are having better years aside from the, like, you know, I mean, two interceptions is is phenomenal. Yeah. But uh, having watched Aaron Rodgers every minute, I mean, I know what's gone into that, and I know he hasn't been playing that well. 
<laughs> so I just I don't feel like it's a true Pro Bowl performance. Yeah. <laughs> and he's he's probably not going to play anyway. Oh, he right. hasn't played in the last several Pro Bowls. Case so Keenum. Matt, <laughs> yeah. He'll play for the NFC somehow. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so so now the snubs. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm thinking. In my mind, Bakhtiari and Kenny Clark are worthy of the Pro Bowl. It's hard for me to believe that there is three better offensive tackles and defensive tackles in the NFC. Right. Well, I mean, it's because they're they're not Aaron Rodgers. They're not you know the face of a, an organization and one of the faces of the league. Yeah. And they don't have pointless streaks like uh, dropbacks without their jock falling <laughs> to their their ankles. But I mean. That's not the offensive tackles who were selected at the Pro Bowl aren't the face of the organization either. Yeah, I guess I don't. I mean, Kenny Clark, I can, I, I guess I could see that's a that's a, a more crowded field. I don't know yeah. how Bakhtiari there is a lot of good defensive linemen. I don't know how he didn't make it. I, honestly, I don't know. David Bakhtiari has been so good for so long now. It just seems like he should be an automatic, and yet he's not. That one I, I'm really confused by. I yeah. don't know if you're looking at, like, how many sacks the team is allowed, but give me a break. Yeah. And Corey Lindsley kind of seems like it'd be appropriate. They're, I think they, what, take two centers probably, and he's maybe the third considered the third best in the NFC, something like that. Yeah, it's hard for me to sing his praises. I, I scored him horribly this week. But yeah. It's but just, he's it's had just good too games. soon. Yeah, yeah. No, it's just a, in the moment. It's a, Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, let's talk about uh, this this past week against the uh, uh, Chicago Bears and get to our chips report. Uh, I do have my s- sound bite here. One second. What the hell's going on out here? There we go. I'll try to tell you, Vince, as we run through uh, the chips report for this game. The blue chip players, the best of the best, and it should come as no surprise. But this is probably like ten weeks running that Devontae Adams is one of the blue chip players. Maybe don't you don't have to update any of the the documents that we, we <laughs> yeah. use. It's just he just stays there. Do we even have to talk about it? <laughs> well, Devontae Adams. He, he's awesome. He's eight, the offense. Eight catches, a, a team-leading eight catches, 119 yards. That's a 14.9-yard average. Long of 28 on 13 targets. Uh, he scored the two-point conversion. The catch he had along the left sideline was absolutely yeah, that phenomenal. Was the, I shouldn't skip. I had two too quickly there because that one is deserving of mention. Yeah. Because I feel like he's been putting up some really solid numbers. And then I'm kind of like, okay, well, you know, what else could he show me? Yeah. Like, I guess he's not catching in the crowd or whatever. And there, there it was. It's like, yeah, defender all over him, up the sidelines, and he pulls that one in. That was fantastic. Yeah, um, I, I will say he didn't have a very good first half. He was just like, I mean, nobody did, but right. he he was like most of his production came in the second half. Right. Yeah. Uh, your other uh, blue chip player by default, I. I hesitate to call him like blue chip worthy is more like probably should have been in the red chip in most other cases but jamal williams had a a solid game maybe not spectacular his touchdown run was good yeah i hope he's not listening because i'm only going (laughs) to use him to just praise aaron jones more because watching he's a solid running back and then watching him, I, you can kind of tell what makes Aaron Jones special. Yeah. And that there were times when he's going through a, a crowd you know, or he would make the wrong cut, and you're like, man, that's, that's what I'm taking for granted when I'm watching Aaron Jones already. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, he played, he played well. He, 
he st- he he stepped right up, and he, it's you don't lose a whole lot, which is saying quite a bit considering the quality of Aaron Jones. Yeah, I, heck I think of a heck of a number two. Jamal Williams is like the ideal number two running back. I mean, if I'd love to see him stick around Green Bay and be the number two guy for the next five plus years if he can stay healthy. I can think of a, many seasons where. He would have been a great addition. He would have been starting right off the bat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he almost had 100 yards from scrimmage. Uh, he led the team in rushing, 12 carries, 55 yards, 4.6-yard average. He had the touchdown run along a 20. Uh, then in the passing game, he was the team's second-leading receiver with four catches for 42 yards, 10.5-yard average along a 21. So uh, added it all up in a pretty good game from Jamal Williams. Uh, your red chip players had a tough time coming up with guys in this category. One of them going, I, I thought this one was worthy, uh, defensive lineman Tyler Lancaster, the rookie uh, out of Northwestern, who seems to be just be getting better as the year's going on. Yeah. I, that, was, that was impressive in that we're down Clark, we're down um, Daniels, and uh, – and you're kind of like, okay, you just you give up on that position. It's not really a flashy position anyway. You're not going to look for, say, pressure of the quarterback. We're not really stopping the run that well anyway. But he he is solid. He maintained that line of scrimmage. That I was not expecting. He yeah. really set. He doesn't move. I, I scored him positively on the game, and yeah, I was impressed by his performance. Yeah, uh, he did a good job in my eyes. A team leading seven tackles. Uh, and that's impressive for a guy who's like your nose tackle out there that he led the team in tackles. Uh, but, yeah, holding the Bears to uh, less than 100 yards rushing, 3.3 yards a carry. So, Especially with Martinez sitting back there five yards waiting for guys to come in and fall on him at the end and <laughs> score a tackle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, your other red – here's where it's like – I, I had no clue who to give the other red chip to. I gave it to Lance Kendricks, and I mean, which I – not a Lance Kendricks fan, but he played all of nine offensive snaps this game. And in nine offensive snaps, he, he caught a pass in four of them, uh, 27 yards, which is, you know, the unnotable 6.8-yard average. But he did have the one gain of 16, which was nice. I, I, for when he was out there, he was fine. It's not like Lance Kendricks ever did bad. I just, there were other guys who were making mistakes out there, and he didn't make any. Oh man, I almost I almost teared up there. You said when he was out there, he was fine, and we're talking about <laughs> yeah. our red chippers. I'm I'm gonna start crying. Oh, I'm getting emotional. When you when I saw Lance Kendricks, I was like, what? <laughs> and then like I now mean, hearing like, okay, he played nine snaps, and now it's like, oh, okay, I guess that's impressive. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. like nine snaps and four catches. That's that's a good efficiency. That just makes me wonder <laughs> all the more about the other guys. Yeah, like oh, I man. mean, you grade these guys. Is there anybody like who is the next high? Like if you had to pick one, like who would it have been on the offense, defense? Doesn't matter. Special teams. I, <laughs> Mason Crosby didn't miss a kick. It could have gone to him. I had Montrevious Adams with more, with the second highest plus minus yeah. as far as positive plays. Okay. So I I would have to look up and see why I gave him those those scores, but yeah, I mean I mean he just didn't, shut he down didn't the Bears out, run game. You know, but I mean yeah. I didn't score Ken, Kendricks at all. Yeah. Um nothing wrong with getting four grabs, but they're not always something where it's like, oh, yeah. good play. It's yeah. like, well, it dumped it off to you. They're playing soft or whatever it might yeah. be. I had Bakhtiari graded extremely high, but yeah. uh 
Yeah, he could have been. Uh, got got on the red chip. Uh, he, Tall he order. Had a few mistakes on, on this week, but, yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, okay, your cow chip players, the worst of the worst. One of them being uh, offensive lineman Jason Spriggs. He gave, I mean, he had a tough assignment, no doubt about it, going against Khalil Mack. I don't know half the time or whatever. Uh, gave up uh, right. at least one sack, if not arguably two. And I remember there was a third down run. They ran up right tackle and couldn't get it. And uh, I saw him on the ground several times. So yeah, I was. Yeah, again, he's got a tall order. I mean, he's kind of he's filling in. It's it's tough for for Spriggs. I, yeah, it was a it was a bad performance. I I, I guess I would have gone with other people, but I mean, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was bad. Who would you have given it to? Oh, I thought Lindsley had a horrible game. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I didn't I didn't grade him positively on a single play, which I was surprised by. Yeah, I thought he just got run over. A few yeah, times. it was kind of weird. Like he he had been having a a good not great season, but yeah, it was definitely among yeah. his. Worst ones. Uh, the other cow chip this week, uh, the guy who doesn't make it very often, not that he was often a blue chip player, but Aaron Rodgers just uh, – there's always usually worse players than Aaron Rodgers on the field, but he he missed a lot of throws. He was the, re- he was the reason for maybe multiple sacks, holding on to the ball too long. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's – like with Lance Kendricks, if you start to add caveats, then this is to me a no brain a no brainer making Aaron Rodgers a cow chip. He, I mean, he is he's the guy we're giving a ton of money to. Yeah. He's he's the number he's the number one player on the field, and he's missing these deep balls like I have never seen him miss. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I mean, whatever. The, we don't have to like overanalyze it. He just he's playing poorly. He didn't have a touchdown. He's yeah, he's holding on to the ball. I mean, his receivers aren't doing him a whole lot of favors, yeah. but they, like, I think we did a good job, and I think um, we helped our offensive line out a lot in that we were running very quick plays, mm-hmm. and like that's what you had to be doing because that that def- that defense that the Bears have, they're not going to give you a moment to second guess. So I don't know. Yeah, he didn't have any problems throwing the ball away all year. I don't know why. He held on to it. Anyway, whatever. Yeah, he played like crap. Dishonorable mention to cornerback Josh Jackson, who missed a tackle, muffed a punt. It seems like there's a muff punt every week now. Can we not get someone to just fair catch? Like, yeah. I thought we had to figure it out. Okay, we'll put Randall Cobb back there, just fair catch it, and that's it. Yeah. We'll just take the punt. But don't try anything. <laughs> don't even try. Yeah. We can't do it. And then, and oh, man, that play where, um, what's his name, the new guy runs down there and runs into it. Yeah, Cobb. Oh my goodness, that was was that uh, Redmond? Yeah, Redmond. That was spectacularly bad. Yeah, of his own fruition, he went and ran into Cobb, and then <laughs> thank God the Bears were so confused that they, they yeah. touched the ball first. <laughs> but our special teams is awful. Yes, I mean <laughs> very, very we got bad. two more. I mean, I'm I'm kind of a fan of of bad football. Once it gets to a certain level, it's like the <laughs> Owen sixteen Lions team. Oh man, just watching lowlights of that tickles me and. <laughs> We got two more games of, of some pretty horrendous special teams. Like, this is noteworthy stuff, people. Yeah. We'll see how bad the Packers can get in the upcoming weeks here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we will, uh, with that, we're uh, going to take a break here and talk to Dave Schroeder of WBAY-TV. He's our guest today. But before that, Railbird Central is unsurprisingly brought to you by Beerock. 
where on New Year's Eve we're hosting Madtown, our homage to Mad Men. A ticketed event, admission will get you an all-you-can-eat 60s-themed food menu, a special cocktail menu, all-you-can-drink early bird select beer from 8 to 9 p.m., a Mad Men-inspired musical playlist, a midnight champagne toast, and a raffle entry to win a John Hamm. 60s attire is encouraged. Get your tickets for $30 cash in person at B-Rock or online via Eventbrite. Uh, but do so soon because only a limited amount of tickets are available. That's New Year's Eve at B-Rock. And with that, we'll pause here. We'll get Dave Schroeder on the phone and talk some more Packers football. Baltar, find me another expert. One that likes me this time, okay? Railbird Central is back, and right now we have on the phone our guest today, Dave Schrader of WBAY-TV in Green Bay, who covers the Green Bay Packers. Dave, how you doing? I'm doing well, doing well. How about you? Very good. Glad to have you on the show. We've had you on in the past and glad to have you on once again. Um, I want to start with this here, Dave. What's your opinion on whether Aaron Rodgers should play the rest of the season and and how much should he play in the last two games, knowing he tweaked his hamstring uh, against the Bears in this last game on Sunday? Yeah, I think, I think he tweaked. It may have been the groin on the Hail Mary throw, but he came out and played the second half after the game. He said he's fine. He said he wants to play, and I think he should play. You're paying him millions upon millions of dollars to play the game, as are many players in this league paid millions of dollars to play the game. Just imagine how watered down and terrible the product in the NFL would be if every team once eliminated from contention just threw in the towel and stopped playing starters. Only 12 teams make the playoffs. 20 do not. So as soon as 20 teams are eliminated, should they sit the stars to preserve health? I don't think so. And you can look at younger teams trying to develop a quarterback or this or that and say it's a different situation than an MVP-level quarterback. Well, the Packers are broken on offense at this point. Uh, and they need to get some camaraderie and work between Aaron Rodgers and his receivers. With how little Aaron plays in the preseason, he at least needs to play these 16 uh, regular season games if he's healthy enough to do so, and I believe he is. Yeah, I mean, I understand the people who argue against it and that, you know, you're preserving your investment uh, that's worth millions of dollars for the future. I, I guess I get that. Uh, but there's also something to be said about Aaron Rodgers working with a young receiving core and, and, and getting some timing down with them and helping them progress. So I get that as well. Um, are you still there, Dave? Yep, still there. Okay. And I also think Devontae Adams' record pace is important to him. And I think Aaron being out there helps Devontae. But all the things Devontae has done for this team, to handcuff him by eliminating even more players from the skilled starter-level players, it makes it impossible for Devontae to achieve Sterling Sharp's catches record or Jordan Nelson's yardage record for single seasons. He really has a very good chance to get both those records. If you take Aaron off the field, I don't think he has a chance. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I can see that as well. Um, I, I guess I have a similar question about the rest of the Packers' top flight players that are, are nursing injuries, guys like Kenny Clark, Mike Daniels, Brian Balaga. Um, should should these guys play the rest of the season? I, I guess it might depend on the severity of their injuries. Yeah, it looks like uh, Aaron Jones has gone on injured reserve today, and there are reports out there 
that the Packers will be making an injured reserve designation soon on Kenny Clark. So that takes any decision out of it. Those two would be shelved okay, fair for the enough. remainder of the regular season. Brian Malaga been out for weeks. I wouldn't expect him to return. Um, if he's healthy, yeah, go. But if he's not healthy, don't play him. Uh, that's been an injury that's kept him out of games already, unlike Aaron's tweaked uh, groin or knee. He hasn't missed any time, whereas Brian has. I think that shows you how severe that injury is with Brian. If he were able to play with Packers still in playoff contention, he would have. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, I, I guess, uh, yeah, we, we wait to see how the week plays out and, and how his injury situation is. Um, but coming back to Aaron Rodgers here, Dave, um, were you surprised this week that Rodgers campaigned for wide receiver Randall Cobb after the Bears game, kind of uh, saying, you know, uh, you know, talking, talking Cobb up and, and saying how intimating that he'd, they'd like to play together uh, going forward. And do you think Cobb will be back in Green Bay next season? I don't think Randall Cobb will be back in Green Bay next season because I think Randall is still too young to accept any sort of hometown discount. I think for Cobb to come back, he'd have to take a huge pay cut to the extreme that Jordy Nelson had to or was asked to last year. I just don't see Cobb doing that. He was the first child born after 1990 to make it into the NFL. He's not that old yet. He's not 30 yet. He's probably looking for another big contract. Uh, what complicates that for him is since he got the last big deal, averaging around $10 billion a year, he has not lived up to that contract. So how much money can he get from another team? He can probably get more than the Packers would be willing to offer. The question is, does he want to maximize earnings or play and stay with Aaron Rodgers? And those two are good friends, and I think that's the reason Aaron goes to bat with him. Those two in the past have been so on the same page on the scramble drill. It used to be whenever there was a scramble drill, it seemed Randall Cobb was going to be on the receiving end of it. I know that's changed over the years. Jordy Nelson had a lot of scramble drill catches in 2016, but Randall's the guy that Aaron Rodgers knows and can trust, but Randall's been injured a lot. Randall has not been as productive the last three, four years since, since he earned the contract with his performances in 12, 13, and 14. Yeah, I'm I'm torn. Uh, I think Cobb has lost a step here. I I do think when they put him back on punt returns, he's like their only viable, like reliable guy. But at the same time, you don't want him like taking shots back there. So I I don't know what to feel about Randall Cobb right now. I'll have to take the off season to an- analyze it. Um, Dave, is Joe Philbin officially out of the running to be the next Packers head coach after the loss to the Bears? I don't think he's officially out of the running. I never thought that he would be seriously in the running. I, it's interesting to me. Uh, Mark Murphy said he was a viable candidate. Does Mark mean that? Does Mark feel that? Or was Mark just saying that because that was his interim guy and he felt necessary to back him, at least in part there? I think the Packers are going to explore every option, from the college ranks to offensive assistance, defensive assistance, former head coaches. I think they're going to look at everyone long and hard, and I would be very surprised if Joe Philbin gets the nod. I think Joe's a great guy, and the interactions I've had with him from the media aspect of things have been great. Joe is a great guy. I don't know he's the guy. Perhaps the Packers need a disciplinarian to come in and get Aaron Rodgers back on track and instill a timing and rhythm to the passing game again. The scramble drill stuff is great for Rodgers at times, but the timing and rhythm could bring this offense back to 
uh, a semblance of what it was at the heyday of the Packers' greatness. I feel like year by year, Aaron relied more and more on scramble drills, whether that's personnel-related or not. I think they need a coach that's going to be kind of a disciplinarian, come in, hold him accountable, and, and get things done on a timing basis. It's great to have one play every three drives go off schedule and maybe net a 40-yard touchdown, but when it's every other down, it's kind of problematic to try to draw things up and get consistency. Yeah, I can see that. Um, so uh, the, there's been uh, a lot of negative questions here, and, I mean, I, it, that just happens when, you, you know, the, the Packers have no a, a losing record. But uh, if I could add, add something positive here, is there is there a player that's pleasantly surprised you this season maybe? Uh, Devontae Adams, of course, but you kind of expected that as long as he didn't get – killed by a, an illegal hit to get a concussion. You knew Devontae was going to be reliable. I would say Jair Alexander. He doesn't have the interception numbers. As a rookie, he saw plenty of passes go his way. He gave up a couple plays, but he's made a lot of plays. And further than that, I think his confidence and his swagger is something that matters. I think if you get more players like that, or if you get him as a leader, uh, instilling that confidence in his entire unit, his entire team, that's a great thing. I can't wait to see how the career of Jair Alexander goes after this rookie campaign. Yeah, me either. I think he's done a good job and has a bright future in the green and gold. Um, last question before I let you go, Dave. What, what will you be looking forward to in watching uh, these last uh, this, this game against the Jets in the last game of the year? I think what you look for is just Aaron Rodgers to try to get that camaraderie with the receivers, the young ones and see if Devontae can get the record. I think he can do both. Um, if you look back at the Bears game and so many missed passes for Aaron Rodgers, at some point he's going to start hitting more often than he's missing because he's just that good of a quarterback. This isn't going to be a rut that lasts forever. I'd like to see Equinemius maybe get a touchdown. He, he was uh, led inside too much in the first quarter of that or second quarter of that Bears game. Uh, I'd like to see Jimmy Graham maybe get a couple – red zone targets more it's not about the win it's not about the losses it's about confidence you can gain confidence uh just by making great plays and with all the ir moves that Kenny clark does go on ir i believe it makes it 10 out of 22 preferred starters for the packers on injured reserve this year it they've been handcuffed injuries not that that's an excuse but uh, i would also like to see some help for the team I, i'd hate to see any more guys get in yeah, um, I'd love to see some of these young rookie ride receivers just get more playing time just because uh, nothing else matters anymore. So might as well see what they got. But, Dave, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. Greatly appreciate it. Thanks for your insight and keep up the good work at WBAY. All right. All right. Thanks, Brian. Take care. Dave Schrader of WBAY TV in Green Bay covers the Green Bay Packers. Uh, but with that, we'll uh, uh, go to our next segment, our mailbag segment, and bring back resident e expert Ben Hofferman. Are you ready, Ben? Oh, yeah. I noticed he didn't uh, mention a scrotum at all there. <laughs> and it took me, what, two minutes to mention one? Yeah, yeah. Bring me back on All here. right. Uh, before we get to questions from our listeners, just, just a question from me. The, no. the pack, so many new Packers players here that they claimed running back Capri Bibbs off waivers from Washington. The Packers also signed wide receiver Alan Lazard off the Jaguars practice squad. 
Do you think these guys can have an impact here in the last uh, two games of the year? Are you kidding? I mean, is there anyone on the Jaguars practice squad that can immediately come in and make an impact? <laughs> the four-win Jaguars? Maybe that's where all their talent is. I mean, who knows? <laughs> you, you might as well try. And I'm excited about Capri Bibbs because I'm hoping they put a big orange straw up his back and we can call him Capri Sun Bibbs. <laughs> come on. That'd be awesome. Oh, yeah. I can't see Lazard in, in the little minimum amount of time uh, getting much playing time. I mean, it's probably more to see him in practice. But this Bibbs kid's going to get carries just because there's nobody beyond Jamal Williams. So yeah, I mean, it totally makes sense bringing him on because as we were watching the game, we're like, wait, Jones is gone? And yeah. we're like, wait, who's our number two? And then we're like, it's that new fullback. Yeah. Oh, my goodness, who's who just dove on his face trying to make a block. Yeah, that, <laughs> he didn't have a good the first performance. Hopefully he comes back. So we'll, we'll get to see Capri Bibbs a little bit. Uh, all right, so the questions we solicited uh, from uh, Packers Twitter. This one's from Packers Planet. He asks, is Joe Philbin as much to blame as Mike McCarthy? I mean, I'm guessing Philbin had a lot of input on the offensive plan for 2018. Oh, yeah, of course. I, and if you don't blame him, it's just a waste. I mean, we're going to fire him. We've got to fill him up with, with uh, blame before we let him go. It's like uh, whenever you take a pair of pants to Goodwill or return a book to the library, if you don't slip a piece of paper in there that says something, like, really strange and confusing for the next person, something that says, like, <laughs> the body is at the corner of Garfield and Short or the Chinese symbol for I have a peanut allergy is, and then you got, like, a URL for a tattoo parlor. Like, if you don't do that, you're just going to regret things when you get older. When you look back on life and you're like, man, what was I doing? So do you do that when you take colos to Goodwill? Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you know, like, the next person that sees it is just going to be like, what? you like, you got to look at this. <laughs> or if you really want to have fun with somebody, take a disposable camera and just shoot it up with the weirdest pictures you can and then develop it and then when it's like the spring or the summer go through a parking lot and if whoever's got their window cracked slide it in there <laughs> just slide in there just just blow someone's mind this is going to be the next true crime uh, netflix series i can see trying to piece together some some note from from a goodwill yeah, pants. good luck all right, from Michael Klink on Twitter, uh, he asks, no matter the hire for head coach of the Packers, do you have any fear that the results of this year and last year could continue for a couple more seasons while the new coach, quote-unquote, settles in? No, oh, man, I'm, I'm just conducting the pain train today, but I do have some of that fear because, I mean, I've seen this happen before where we've, we, we have a down year, but you're kind of looking at a lot of talent with upside, and you're just like, crossing your fingers like there are spots that we don't have that yeah so i mean you get a, a good fit for a coach you st we still got issues at um outside linebacker we got nothing i mean matthews isn't cutting it and nobody's even talking fackerel anymore no one's even trying to like you know like <laughs> wink and nod at you like oh he's got more sex than 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 mac and it's like no one's even talking about him <laughs> matthews did you even notice he was on the field this last game i mean and he's he's pretty much gone so i mean arguably safety we got spots like that where it's like who is it yeah. you know so yeah i mean we get a good coach we still got some issues but everything's connected it's like like uh Schrader was saying like you got aaron Rodgers. he's not gonna he's gonna snap out of this and he's gonna play up to more up to his level 
That's going to cover for a lot of things. You know, everything's connected. I, I sure hope so. I mean, it, it baffles me how poorly he's played this year. And I in mean, title he's, town. He's, he's getting older. And I, I mean, heck, we've seen Drew, Drew Brees is older than him, and he's having a heck of a year. So why aren't we talking Danica Patrick? What was this Olivia Munn hate? <laughs> Patrick gets nothing. <laughs> I got no comment. Yeah, that's that's useless comment. From Randy Sen on Twitter, he asks, uh, Brian Balaga is on his last ligament. Randall Cobb can't stay on the field. Matthew's always had marginal speed. Do you see any of them on the team next year? Not sure I agree with Matthews with marginal yeah. speed. I mean, maybe straight line speed, 40-yard dash. But, yeah. I mean, back when he was young, like, he was a beast. his burst off the edge was well, just the, the, way you, just the way you said that yeah. burst yeah. burst like that, that popped out of your mouth but it hasn't been for a while i get it right and and i don't see cobb or matthews coming back we kind of went over cobb i think is gonna ask too much and i don't think he's got he's got like he's not a good fit for our team i'm not nothing against cobb like if you took him and you put him on the saints right now that's a really dangerous addition they could you know maybe the, a team like that's got some space and and they know that could put him over the edge something like that I don't think he's gonna. He's a good fit for the Packers, and we can afford him. Matthews, Sayonara, nothing against him. I just, he's done. I think. Yeah. And I think Balaga we got next year, and I I want him back because that's a spot we we need bodies at. We're, we're really thin on the line. We can revisit that one in 2020. Yeah. Maybe I don't know how you look at that one. Yeah, I I tend to, th- if I had to guess, I don't think that Cobb and Matthews will be back. Maybe they would if they would agree to lesser contracts. I just don't know if that would happen. Blog I want back simply because I get it that people are frustrated with the injuries, but, like, when he's out there and when he's healthy, he's good. And, like, so now just, like, cut him part ways with him. That's, like, another hole you got to fill, like, and starting in the off season, like you could at least like go into the season with him healthy, and then if you gotta replace him like down the line because he gets injured, then do it then. But and we've already got him signed throughout through yeah, the next he, year. Right? Yeah, I mean, so it's it's not it, it's we're only hurting ourselves further. I, I would say in that regard. Yeah. As as frustrating as his injuries are, and I understand that. Uh, from Rusty Wise on Twitter, what's the over-under on the number of plays on offense for Jamon Moore and uh, in the two remaining games, and the same for Kendall Donerson on defense? So Rusty wants to see some of these young rookies get some playing time. I got nothing against seeing anyone get some playing time over some, some of these guys. Yeah. But let me unfairly deflect this question and ask, what do you think the over-under is on uh, plays where we notice they're taking snaps? <laughs> That's a good question. Yeah, I I don't know anything about either of these two guys. I'm going to come straight out. I'm going to be totally honest here. We're 40 minutes into the podcast. I'm going to show you my Achilles heel. Who's Jamon Moore? <laughs> He's the guy who, like, uh, is the punt gunner. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, he's, he, he's he been gets most of his playing time teams. on special teams. Oh, man. Well, get him off of there. Let's try him someplace else. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I... I I'd love to see these guys get a lot of playing time, but I don't think they'll get a ton just because I think you're going to see, like, on offense, you're going to see Devontae Adams and Randall Cobb get the majority of the snaps, and Jamon Moore, Jamon, might play a dozen snaps. I mean, I understand wanting to, like, 
try out all of the, you know this this tan like oh let's try this guy let's try that guy but again like if we need to get some cohesion with our offense right now we we really need practice and, and yeah. that i mean at, at game speed and you can't just throw all new guys out there it's just going to be a mess yeah so but yeah i hope he gets some snaps and we can and take a look i mean we definitely got snaps for him we're giving snaps to clowns like brown and <laughs> and exxon valdez scantling i'm really hating on that guy i shouldn't <laughs> he's he's come down a notch from he had some good points mid-season yeah I'm, I'm not a fan whatever i should keep my own personal bias to myself from dead grateful on twitter here's here's a creative one is it time for the Packers to institute a cyborg program? Enough of the damn injuries. Get Rodgers some titanium collarbones, knees, and a new throwing shoulder to boot. We could fully integrate Ron Zook to an old oil can. I've met Dad Gretfield. He, he was in here, and I know he's got his head screwed on straight. He's always got, he's always thinking outside the box with stuff like this. You know, maybe yeah. he should be our special teams coach. But I don't think the world is ready for for the cyborg program. Uh, <laughs> case in point is Cletus the fox mascot guy every time he comes on all i hear is groans he elicits more groans than i'm not even going to finish that sentence and oh nobody wants to see it they're just going to be thinking of cletus and then the other thing is skynet you know the terminator movies have got us programmed to just fear technology taking over that's the 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 story arc for so many of these post-apocalyptic things like we're afraid of it. And Google, they're practic- and Facebook, <laughs> they're giving us reason to be afraid. Like, if anything, we're going to get zucked. You know? Zucked. Yeah. Get zucked. I mean, that's, that's what's going to happen. I mean, oh, man. As soon as we go cyborg, yeah, Facebook's going to find a way to show, like, you know, an update. Someone's eating a pie on, on their knees or something. <laughs> oh, Fox Sports. They're, they're going to. What is with Cletus? <laughs> Like, they're going to continue down the road with him for the next 20 years? And they, like, they put money into it. Every year he's, like, a little flashier, <laughs> a little bigger, and then they make him, like, a hologram. And it's, like, the be- the only good thing they ever did with Cletus is they let us name him because he was a nameless robot for a long yeah. time. And then they're, like, okay, we're doing this thing. Anyone can, like, vote, send in, you know, what they should name Cletus. I gave him. I swamped him with all- <laughs> over 100. Like, I was, like... I'm like, no one's doing this. Everyone hates this thing. Like, I, I might make up, like, a majority of the votes. And some eight-year-old off a Laffy Taffy rapper said Cletus, and they took it over my... What was your art. suggestion? Well, I had one with Sister Skittlefrick. <laughs> I, I mean, who knows? It just it sounds good. It rolls off your, your tongue. Like, I had, like, a backstory to, to what that meant. We probably shouldn't go into it on air. But, I mean, that sounds better than Cletus. Yeah. This is how you spend your time. Well, I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're right. <laughs> All right, and with that, uh, let's end with our predictions. Week 16, Packers at Jets. Does it even matter? <laughs> oh, I can predict that one easy. No. Um, <laughs> Dude, I, the, the Jets are pretty bad too. I, they are. We're we're neck and neck, just like when we went up against the Falcons. So this this also will determine whether or not the Packers can win on the road this year. They are, they are winless on the road, zero and seven. Yeah. Oh, that's bad. Can they get a road win in twenty eighteen? And what I what we should be talking about is you know going the last couple of weeks, 
people have been splitting hairs and looking into the chicken bones trying to decipher, you know, the cosmic possibilities of us making the playoffs despite all reason when we should really have been looking at what are the chances we get the number one pick? <laughs> you know, we lost to the we lost to the Cardinals. They're the only they're the only team with three losses. Yeah. We got five. Hey, we got a shot at the number one pick here. <laughs> You know, maybe I we should. I think they're at 10. Like, like if the season were to end today, they'd get the 10th or 11th pick. Maybe we should put Capri Sun under center. Yeah. You know, and <laughs> let him fire it in the, in the other direction. But while we're making predictions here, I need to call you out because the bro code is officially shot. Last week, we went on air, and you wasted no time to regale our loyal listeners with my pathetic prediction of the Cardinals. True. And and what did I predict last week? I predicted a score that I was only off by five points. Okay. I predicted the sacks total to the number. And <laughs> argue, I, I realized this was off air, but I meant to get it out on air. I predicted a quarter, uh, a sa- or an interception apiece for the quarterbacks. Yeah. And, I mean, the, the, the one there that gets you the, 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 uh, the gold star is, is the Rodgers one ending yeah. the streak. I'll and, give you and, credit. And you just skim over that like glare ice. And I think, what did I pre- I predicted a loss, though. Uh, I mean, so the bro code is done. I mean, <laughs> none of this, like, when they go low, you go high thing. Because that doesn't make any sense to me. I don't understand this whole no low blows thing. Like, every, and no matter the competition, that's a rule. Yeah. Like, you want UFC, it's a rule. You can't hit some guy in the nuts. It's like, what? The whole competition is just like a debate, an ironic debate over who's the bigger man. Yeah. Like, if, if it's going to be a cockfight, it should literally be one. These guys, it should look like two guys, like, butterflying, two swimmers butterflying into each other's noids. It should be nothing but groin shots. <laughs> what were we talking about? I don't know. I hate UFC, though. Yeah, so do I. I can't stand it. <laughs> but uh, our predictions. Predictions. Yeah, predictions. Okay. I, actually, I actually have us losing. Yeah? Yeah, and uh, I, I think it's going to be, I think... Let's go 26-24 is what I was thinking earlier. So I'm just going to stick with that. Jets beat us by two. I think we, we score late to make it closer. Yeah. But I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, I'll go, and maybe I should know better by now. I'll predict the Packers win. I, I continue to think this team is better than they are, but the Jets are bad too. So I'll just go the opposite of this past week's score, like 24-17 Packers. We got number one pick, baby. Number one. Number one pick. I'm holding out. We got to have a shot. We got to have a 1% shot at that. That'll do it for today's episode of Railbird Central. Thank you, everybody, so much for joining us. Those of you listening at Cheesehead TV or the podcast app of your choice, those of you listening at Beer Rock, thank you so much. We'll see you later. Uh, on behalf of Ben Hofferman, I'm Brian Caribou. I leave you today with a song called Bolly Munster by the String Cheese Incident on Sci Fidelity Records. See ya. Go pack. Go.